Hello and welcome to Simon's Radio. You are listening to the Future is Open podcast, where we provide a fresh perspective of the latest IT innovations, solutions and trends shaping our environment. In today's episode, we'll be talking about Nearshore. So, we all know the old adage of all roads lead to Rome, right? The logic behind simply lies on the fact that during the Roman Empire, Julius Caesar ensured that all the roads connected every secondary city to Rome. But these roads could not be connected to each other, basically as an attempt to make it more difficult for other cities to rise up in resistance against Rome. But we all know how that turned out in the end. Nowadays, we simply use this expression to say that different methods get to one result. So yeah, maybe uh, not in the same line of thought as Julius Caesar, but when it comes to nearshoring, every road leads to Portugal. You understand this analogy once you finish listening to this podcast episode. So... I'll be explaining what is IT outsourcing, I'll be explaining why it is so attractive for companies, the difference between onshore, offshore, nearshore, and which one to choose, why Portugal is the best country for nearshore, and why you should choose a company like Taiwan. So, let's start off uh, our podcast episode by first understanding what exactly IT outsourcing is and why it is so attractive to, to companies. So, IT outsourcing is a term used to describe almost any corporate activity that's managed by a third party. The aim is to reduce costs, accelerate time to market, and take advantage of external expertise, assets, and or intellectual property. Having understood the meaning of IT outsourcing, why there is such a hype around it? Well, in the book uh, Enterprise Information Systems and the Digitalization of Business Functions, written by Tavana Majit, he explains that not only IT outsourcing has been considered an undeniable trend, but it hasn't stopped growing since the 90s. In matter of fact, there are enterprises around the planet that see IT outsourcing as the holy grail for all the problems within the organization. Can you even believe that? IT outsourcing services, it's a great way to improve your operations while reducing costs. In short, IT outsourcing is very attractive to companies because first, the greater economies of scale that can be gained, in simple words, reduce costs. Second, the ability of keeping abreast of the latest developments in its field, and third, the way that enables firms to take advantage from external expertise. And also worth mentioning, there is a, an important aspect of why IT outsourcing is growing each year, and it's the fact that remote work is becoming more acceptable every day. So. With this vast acceptance towards remote working, outsourcing will become even more common. I mean, especially after what we're experiencing at the moment. 
with COVID-19, we, we saw every company asking for their employees to, to work from home. So remote work in the next few months, next few years, it's going to become even more common. And to give a quick heads up before we jump into the comparison between the types of outsourcing. For the sake of clarification, it's worth mentioning that there are four types of outsourcing. Local outsourcing, the traditional outsourcing that you see within cl the client's office, for example. Offshore, nearshore and onshore. Regarding the concept of local outsourcing versus nearshore, offshore and onshore, although some of their objectives and methodology overlap, they are two distinct strategies. So, I would like to explain to you the difference between them as it is one of the most commonly misunderstood aspects when people discuss this. Yes, both of them are aimed at improving business efficiency and productivity while reducing operational costs. However, in the case of local, the traditional outsourcing, it refers to contracting a third party to find top tech talent to do the work at your office alongside your teams. In this case, you benefit from external expertise, but you don't need to worry about team management and training, but the operational office costs, let's say, are still yours to handle because they stay inside of your headquarters. For example, in Simon's case, when we have our developers, our consultants, working in the client's office, while on the other hand, uh, offshore, nearshore and onshore outsourcing is the practice of contracting a third party to put together a team but to do the work remotely, outside of your office. And in the case of offshore and nearshore, it means outside of your country, but I'll get to that in a bit. Long story short, local traditional outsourcing is about contracting a third party to do the work at your office, alongside your teams. Offshore, nearshore and onshore outsourcing is about geographically contracting a third party to put together a team to work remotely outside of your office. Now, what is the difference between onshore, offshore and nearshore? And which one you should choose? Onshore software development is just like nearshore and offshore, but the outsourcing services come within the same country. In this scenario, the advantages are evident. You can work with skilled teams in your own country, easily meet them if necessary and speak the same language. However, depending on your country, it can be a bit costly. Having understood that, what is offshore? Offshore software development works just like nearshore, except that your business pairs with companies that are located in a completely different part of the planet. In this case, uh, you can really reduce your costs, but at the same time you can work with highly skilled professionals. Now, the problem is that working together, it can be a bit difficult because of the different time zone, and most of the cases, you don't speak the same language. Now, what is Nearshore? 
Nearshore Software Development is an outsourcing option where business pairs with workers in similar time zones. This means they're geographically close to you. And by now I think you already can understand why Nearshore is so important and why it's so attractive. The fact that you're in similar time zones, it allows you to have really good, efficient communication. And if you want to make an on-site visit to work closer to your Nearshore teams, the travel cost is going to be really low. But to better understand this, simply remember that the main difference between nearshore, offshore and onshore outsourcing simply lies in the geographical distance from the client to the outsourcing service provider. For example, nearshore is when you live in Belgium and have a team in Portugal. Offshore is when you live in the US and have a team in Portugal. Onshoring is when you live in Portugal and you have a team in Portugal. And I know you might ask me, but Francisco, which type of outsourcing should I use to my company? And I will, I will answer you that <laughs> that is a tricky question, because to the best of my knowledge, whether nearshore, offshore or onshore outsourcing is more beneficial for your company really depends on your priorities. Every case is different and there is no right answer. Your decision should be guided by the complexity and its depth of occurrence, subsiding the ideology of which option will save me more money. It shouldn't be like that. It is really important to choose the right partner, with the right location, with the right experience, and with the right infrastructure. But since Nearshore seems to be a win-win situation, let me talk a bit more about it. So, what are the benefits of Nearshore? Let's start off probably with the most important and the most obvious uh, benefit. Geographical proximity. So, as I stated before, Nearshore software development companies are usually located in countries that are in similar time zones. So, this helps a lot with the communication. This simply means that you can maximize the amount of time you can spend on efficient communication. Furthermore, not only does this improve the communication, but it also that adds up to major cost savings. For instance, if a project requires a face-to-face -face meeting, it becomes more convenient and less expensive to travel. Second benefit, cultural similarities. Adding to the fact that you are working with a neighbor country, this means that most of the time you'll be sharing a very, very similar cultural values. This will result in a really good report, simply because of this cultural proximity. Third benefit, focus on what matters. Nearshoring will allow you to share any associated risks with your partners, consequently reducing your burden and allowing your key resources to focus on your primary business tasks, so you can actually focus on what really matters. Fourth benefit. One of the main reasons why companies choose to go for software development outsourcing is simply because they are seeking for specific skilled expertise. When you're sure software development, you have access to a wider range of experts that can help you. The fifth benefit is cost savings. This benefit is quite obvious since it's a direct result from all the benefits I just mentioned before 
and also because most of the cases companies opt for nearshore software development simply to reduce operational costs. By leveraging the lower wages experienced in other countries, they can actually pay less and receive the same quality. So, I mean, let's be honest, why pay more if you can get the same quality, sometimes better, just by spending fewer resources and simply because it's not inside of your country? Long story short, there are five benefits of Nearshore. Geographical proximity, cultural similarities, focus on what matters, better expertise, and cost saving. Incredible, right? Nearshore is becoming one of the best business decisions for European clients as it provides all the benefits I just said. So now that we know what and how great Nearshoring is, which countries are the best for Nearshore? I know, I know, I know that saving money is the core reason of why companies choose to go for Nearshore. But let me warn you that there are other important factors when choosing near-shore destination. For example, talent, cost of living, overall political and social stability, and many other factors. If you take all of that into consideration, then I will share with you a little secret. Portugal is the place to look at. But why Portugal? Now, since you are an expert on this topic, it will be easier for me to convince you that Portugal is the best place for near shore. Aside from the fact that Portuguese people are very friendly, talk very loudly, enjoy over 290 days of sunshine every year, and slurp down life-prolonging quantities of egg sweets and olive oil, at least those are the cliches, Portugal presents some incredible components making it the best near-shoring destination. Trust me on this one. Beyond these great aspects of life, Portugal is truly creating a real technological revolution when it comes to near-shore. And I'm going to prove it to you. Portugal is just one time zone ahead of all major European countries and is also on the top of the list when technology companies consider having development centers in Europe like Google, Microsoft, Nokia, Accenture, Altran, Cisco, all of them have already highly successful nearshore operations here in Portugal. According to the Expat Insider 2019 survey from Internations, it shows that Portugal offers the best quality of life and that 95% of expats find the Portuguese people really friendly. Long story short again, uh, this report merely proves that Portugal is simply the best place to live. It's a small paradise by the sea with wonderful people and full of traditions. I know that you might think that this is all shit and giggles, but so let's get down to the real numbers. First, Portugal has a great infrastructure. In a yearly report published by the World Economic Forum, where it ranks countries by their ability of providing high levels of prosperity to their citizens, Portugal is ranked 34 out of 141 countries. Furthermore, 
There are various studies that show that Portugal's economy is growing and the country's good performance in the international trade and FDI is among the best in Europe. And the 2019 Global Peace Index shows that Portugal is the third most peaceful country in the planet. Also, worth mentioning, in 2020, the cost of living index, Portugal is ranked 54th out of 132 countries, showing that the cost of living in Portugal is quite low. If I can just put in my two cents worth, this point is probably the most remarkable. Simply because, trying not to be cocky here, but Portugal produces incredible talent. As stated by the Business Services Workgroup report, Portugal is the fifth European country with the most doctorates in science and technology per 1,000 inhabitants between the ages of 20 and 29. Moreover, Portugal is one of the countries with the highest English proficiency in the planet, ranked in 12th place. This makes Portugal shine among its European countries, as its population has shown the greatest increase in their language skills. And in matter of fact, according to the Aerostat National Institute of Statistics, 69% of the Portuguese population aged between 18 and 64 years old stated that they knew one or more language other than their native. Additionally, in the World Talent Ranking 2019, Portugal is ranked in the 23rd position. This measurement is based on investment and development, appeal and readiness. This includes education, workplace training, language skills, cost of living, quality of life, remuneration, taxes rates, etc. As stated by the State of European Tech 2019 report, Portugal has more than 93,000 developers throughout the Portuguese territory. And even though a developer's salary is considered medium-high here in Portugal, in comparison to other European countries, it still lags behind, as I will explain now. Third point, value-to-cost ratio. Still looking at the state of European tech report, uh, the average salary of a software developer in Portugal is roughly 22,000 a year, while in Germany the average salary for a software developer is nearly 2.5 times higher. It's around 54,000 a year. In Denmark is around 62,000 a year. Norway 55,000 a year. France 37,000 and our neighbors Spain is 32,000 a year. So taking this into consideration, why pay high salaries for developers inside of your country if you can pay half and get the same quality if you decide to look for a nearshore software development team? Lastly, location. As I've been saying throughout of this podcast episode, proximity is key when it comes to nearshoring. And Portugal has the privilege of being located exactly at the center of the globe. Portugal has the same GMT time zone as the UK and has only one hour difference between Central European time, which really makes it easier to communicate with other countries. 
Moreover, we are only a few hours away by plane of most European countries. Yes, we direct flights. So if you think about it, if you need it, it is quite easy for you to drop by and work together with the nearshore teams. And yes, 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 how could I almost forget this? Did you know that we are still the current European champions? What an amazing country, isn't it? Lastly, but not least, why should you choose a company like Saiwan? I wouldn't be doing my job right if I didn't talk about the best company for nearshore here in Portugal. At Saiwan, we are specialized in open source software development and we offer a cohesive service for nearshore teams. But most importantly, we help our clients getting things done. With our very tech-driven country, we set up a highly qualified team of professionals that use their vast know-how to help you overcome your challenges. You have access to a pool of specialized profiles flexible to adapt to almost any kind of environment. Now, to wrap all of this up, as you have probably already understood, having a nearshore team based in Portugal can be truly beneficial to your company, but the creme de la creme is when you choose a company like Saiwan with incredible skilled developers. Before you go, I believe that now you understood the analogy I made in the beginning of the podcast episode. When it comes to nearshore, every road leads to Portugal. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure you like, share and subscribe to our podcast in your favorite platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. Thank you and see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you like, share and subscribe to our podcast in Apple Pod. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Please like, share and subscribe to our podcast in your favorite platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or Sp Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed the, today's episode. Make sure you like, share and subscribe to our podcast in Google. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode and like. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you...